Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Hey, this is DC Marshall, and I am here with my co-host, and he is... Alfred Edmund Jr. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know this is a show about uh, faith and finances. We talk about everything in between, particularly for our culture. And we have amazing guests on the show, but also we bring on guests who are thought leaders, who have interesting stories. They are big and great and grand contributors um, in culture, everything from financial wellness and financial wealth experts to entrepreneurs to community leaders and so on and so forth and so yeah so uh, we're excited about today's show Alfred do you want to introduce our guest well I want to at least you know talk a bit about her and this topic because this is right up your alley D I'm going to be riding shotgun because we're talking about where can I find the support that black women entrepreneurs need and the theme is vision for women entrepreneurs and we got a great guest none other than Dr. Kamitha Smith founder, CEO of the Boss Network. On today's show, we're talking about uh, vision, vision for, with, you know, women entrepreneurs. Alfred, I know you love the topic because you're a big fan of women, of course. Uh, And a geek for entrepreneurship. So you got two of my favorite topics. Two of your favorite topics. Yeah. Yeah. So did you want to say something about? Well, I mean, some people are calling it the year of the black woman, but if we know it's not just this year, the fastest growing um, entrepreneurial population, probably for now the last six or seven years has been black women entrepreneurs. Um, new business startups are up by 30% compared to pre-pandemic years, a 20% increase in active black female business owners. Um, this is a trend that we've been tracking. I know your company, Diverse and Engage, yep. my employer, Black Enterprise, this is a trend that you almost have to be you're living under a rock not to know about. Yeah. But at the same time, we're talking about other things that aren't still um, are issues for Black women entrepreneurs in particular, including access to capital. Um, 61% of Black women entrepreneurs self-fund their businesses. Yep. You can say on the one hand, it's good that they're willing to you know, put their own skin in the game. But on the other hand, there's huge inequities. For example, less than 1% of Black female entrepreneurs receive venture capital. So there's a, a definite imbalance here, D. You got this fastest growing entrepreneurial group, yep. but the capital is not necessarily flowing their way. The guest we have on for today is, again, we say this every show because it's true every show. We have the perfect person to talk about this topic. But uh, this person is, a, is like many of our guests on Be Lifted Up, people that D and I have known, admired, um, love what she's doing for a very, very long time. Listen, why don't we just bring her in? Enter the Boss Network founder, Dr. Kamika Smith, speaker, investor, entrepreneur, and talk about a champion for Black women entrepreneurs. It's hard to imagine anybody who does more. Listen, I'm just smiling from ear to ear because I feel like I'm with family right now. It's like my auntie and my uncle. <laughs> so, you know, it's just been a busy season. So to be able to see you all faces and share this platform with y'all, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. You awesome. know, Kamika, there's no one, and I'm here talking to the two women that I know, who are the most passionate about not yep. black women as you know 
laggards or struggling, but who are leading the charge, who are setting the standard uh-huh. for what successful entrepreneurship is in America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, D, both you and you are living representations, but you also are champions of Black women entrepreneurs. So it's always like an honor to talk to just one of you. I get to host a show with one, with D, but also, you know, I'm a, a big and longtime admirer of, of what you do. Why don't we get, start with, uh, you know, letting our audience know about the Boss Network, what it is, how it came to be, and, and what it does even today. Wow. So this won't be new for you all because you and D have been uh, champions and mentors of mine for goodness, probably almost 15 years, which is crazy to say, because I feel still like I'm 20, but you know, hey. (laughs) But um, the Boss Network became about because I have always been an entrepreneur, and I think most entrepreneurs feel that way, right? You have that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, It was something that was always kind of a part of my DNA. My mom was, you know, an entrepreneur, probably didn't think she was an entrepreneur, but she was like what our community calls a hustler. You know, she had multiple things that she did to support the family. She was an amazing hairstylist. She did braids. She cooked church, sold dinners at the church. You know, she was just an amazing leader. And so I picked up a lot of that hustle mentality and that um, that servanthood um, from her. And so um, I, you know, graduated from college, you know, went into my career um, as an educator. That was something that was important to me because I grew up in the inner cities of Chicago. And I saw a lot of my peers, you know, just kind of take different paths. So my mom was one of those people who really exposed me to a lot of different things outside of our community, um, as well as my church. They were a huge instrument into who I am. My pastor was an amazing leader, my first lady, um, who's one of my biggest mentors. They really taught us as young kids to dream bigger than the block. And that was what they exposed us to. And so my mom, she, you know, just gave us opportunities to travel and to see different things. And you know, it was amazing. So we grew up in a certain neighborhood, but our experiences, and even where I went to high school, I took two trains and two buses to high school every day. So that'll tell you um, the commitment my mom has to making sure that we had better opportunities, being able to travel, not that I wanted to, (laughs) I would have been fine going to a high school in my neighborhood, but she wasn't having it. And so um, she worked on the north side of Chicago at a shelter with nuns, and um, she wanted me to go to high school in the neighborhood, and so that's what we did. And so the Boss Network came about because when I graduated from college, I, I was excited about my career in education. You know, working with young people was something that I was always excited to do, but there was something else in me that wanted to kind of, you know, be independent and have another creative outlet. And so I started an event marketing company here in Chicago, and I became quickly um, what they call now as an influencer, back then a brand ambassador. And so I worked for brands like Nike and BMW and Crown Royal, um, doing like social events in Chicago because I was, you know, kind of popular and a lot of people. And from there, I decided I wanted to launch my own um, boutique marketing firm. Well, I mean, a lot of women at that time did not have their own businesses. So me trying to network and figure out how to do it wasn't easy. And a lot of people I was networking with really just saw me like as a pretty girl, it wasn't really taking me serious. So it was like, okay, I'll figure this out on my own. Um, and so back in 2009, as you all know, that time, it was a huge recession um, and I got laid off. And honestly, I, I, I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really kind of upset about the situation. I was at the time probably 29 and I was like, well, I've been working since I was like 14 years old. So I get a break and get unemployment. I'll take it, you know? And so I just decided I was going to take a year off to, you know, follow my passion, which was my business. I don't think at the time I thought that I would never go back to work. It was just like, let me put some energy into this, have some time to just be free, you know, backpack as they say, but I want backpacking, you know, <laughs> And um, just figure it all out. And so I decided to launch a series um, for women called Boss, which was just an event 
because I just wanted to really start to have a conversation. And honestly, it was selfish because I wanted to learn. So I felt like if I create this platform and I can invite women to talk about entrepreneurship, I can learn from them. And it kind of just took a life of its own. And that's how the Boss Network was born. See, I didn't know, I don't think I knew that the acronym for boss, see, when I think boss and black women, I don't need an acronym. It just goes right. together for me. But yeah. boss, now that you talk about the evolution of this event, bringing yeah. out successful sisters. That was your goal at that initial event. And that is the boss. Yeah, and you have to imagine Chicago's a huge city, you know, probably third largest city in the country. And so I had already been known for like doing these big events with like, you know, record labels like Def Jam and celebrities like Jay-Z. And so I had already kind of created a lane for myself, but I was trying to switch over because I just, in my mind felt like, well, I'm about to be doing this, you know, in my forties, you know, throwing parties. So I want to boss up and I wanted people to know this is not a party. This is for women to talk about business. So the acronym was my way of telling the story, bringing out successful sisters, brothers, y'all can't come. We're not dating. This is business. <laughs> You know, I love it. And, you know, women, we need that kind of, of clarity in terms of what this is and what this isn't. And so I love hearing the story. Yes, I consider myself a godmom slash auntie to the Boss Network and Kamika, the doctor, you all know her as Dr. Kamika Smith, but we've known each other for so long. And I appreciate, respect what you have done and are doing. So this is so, so super sweet. I want to go back. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what? And also, I want to applaud you for acknowledging the backstory and your mom. You yeah. know, it's just that our moms may not have done it in the way that we are. And we are our moms and our ancestors' wildest dreams. And I know your mom would be super, super proud. I know you lost your mom and you were very, very close. And as you were telling the story, if I was silent, cause I was just like thinking she'd be so proud. And I love that how you honored your mom. You anchor the story in. My mom was an entrepreneur, not in the way that you know, not in the way that she was a CEO of a company, but baby, she, mm -hmm. she, she wanted the best, she did the best. So I love the story because it also encourages uh, somebody listening right now. It encourages that person or it yeah. encourages them to tell the real story about, you know, the mentor, the advisor versus you don't have to identify. It, it may not have been, it's maybe it's, it's not Oprah. No, it was your mom. It was your mom. It's okay. Like all of that has its space. And so we're talking about women, uh, Black women business owners. And we have a special guest, one of my dear hearts. She's amazing. Y'all know her. If you're listening, you you y'all know the Dr. Kamika Smith. Y'all know the Boss Network. Before there were all of the other Boss Networks. I'm, I kid you not. I'm a godmom auntie to the Boss Network. There was this Boss Network is 14 years young, and it was founded by the Dr. Kamika. Smith, who just shared a beautiful story about her being educated, being an educator, telling a story about her dear, sweet mom, God rest her soul, and how she was an entrepreneur and inspired her. And so now, Dr. Smith, I want to talk about um, the state of Black women business owners. We yeah. started uh, setting up the show with the fact that you know, Black women business owners are the fastest and largest growing segment of entrepreneurs we know. There's probably about 11, I think 11, 12 million in the country, but 2.7 million Black women. But Black women don't do as well when it comes to revenue generating entities. So I really want to talk about what you're doing, how you survived, because I've told people very honestly, you know, I'm the CEO at Diverse and Engage. If it were not for the diversity tipping point, 
which is the period beginning May of 2020. It's unfortunate, but I don't know that my company would have survived because our clients were corporate and they scaled down every single thing. And so let's start with the state of your business and the state of Black women businesses. Um, and yeah, however you want to jump in here, I really want to get real with where we are and why some of us are really thriving right now, right? Having the biggest and best season and then some didn't make it. So, so what do you wanna share about the state of black women business owners? I mean, you said it so well, Dee. And what I think, what I know, not what I think is that I look at, you know, of course, black enterprise, Alfred Edmund, you know, this being a historical brand, a brand that I looked up to, one who supported me and gave me my first platform and opportunity to speak when I was first starting out, you know, it was not by chance, because I know that this is also a podcast about faith, right? So it's not by chance that all the work that we have done up until this point, it was for such a time as this. And so even though in that season, we we saw things changing, God knew that we were already planting seeds. And so it's just harvest time. And so I don't count it, you know, um, by chance that, you know, during the pandemic, my business as well thrived more than it's ever thrived before, because I'd already been doing the work. I'd already laid the platform. I already knew that Black women were it, you know, um, 15 years ago, before people thought it was popular, before people wanted to support it, before people, when I first got into Forbes within my first year, told me to change it to all women, not just Black women. And I said, no, this is what God told me to do. I know that we need it. There's plenty of networks for white women in, in general market and others, but we didn't have a space. And so I knew that it was important for me to kind of make a niche market for myself and focus on us because I, I knew it's what I needed, right? And so I feel like when we, as people of faith, follow our vision and follow what God is leading us to do, we cannot fail. And so what I did was like most of us, there was probably a couple of months of like, whoa, this is, you know, this is real, this pandemic, you know, brands are not supporting They're you know, they're putting out statements, <laughs> but they're falling back on the, on the, on the investment. But I said, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to level up and do something more creative and a space and opportunity where I feel like people who are really serious about what they're putting out there as far as statements, they will show up. And that's what we were able to do with the Boss Impact Fund um, and the Boss Network in this season. And so share about the fund. Tell us what is the Boss Impact Fund? Yes. So of course, we all know during the pandemic, a lot of businesses struggled to just even stay afloat. Some of these struggles were probably prior to the pandemic, but of course, COVID just really just made it just impossible to get support, get access to your customers. And so for me, I had already, you know, told myself after completing my 10th year anniversary that, you know, I have been inspiring, motivating, you know, pushing women. It's only so much of that you can do until you start to feel depleted because you want to see people grow. And if you don't have money, you have a glorified hobby in a business. It is not a business. And so I said, what can I do to level up not only my network and my impact, but also help these women in this season? And so that's when um, I was able to, something I have been already thinking about for the last five years. But of course, when you're busy, you're traveling and you're doing all this work, sometimes the things that you really need to do get left behind. But because I wasn't traveling, I was just sitting um, at my computer, like everyone else and at home, it allowed me to really go deeper into that vision. And so I launched the Boss Impact Fund to create initially COVID relief grants because I also saw how um, access to the PPP loans were not being available for African-Americans in that first round, which was very disappointing because we are the community that needed the most with our businesses. And so I decided to launch this impact fund to not only provide you know, grants for entrepreneurs, but then also to give them access to training and development and coaching and mentoring, because that's how you really grow and develop. 
talk about their environment. I think a lot of uh, black owned businesses, including black enterprise experienced the same thing. You had that, let's say two to three months between I'll say April and June of 2022, yes. where it, I mean 2020, where it's like everything shut down and you're like, literally, oh my God, right? what are we going to do? But as you said about, if you kept your head up, if you kept your mind stayed on God and your faith and your belief, what you realize is that all the pretenders kind of fell off. Yes. And the only ones that were left were the ones that were at least going to try to be serious about doing something about it. And those are the ones that, in our case, continue to advertise and do business with Black Enterprise, find ways to do that. I imagine those are the ones that you were able to say, oh, these are the people I need to contact about contributing to this fund. Because as time went by in 2020, and we saw a lot of performative statements about, yes. you know, we, we want to stand against systemic racism, but mm -hmm. then it came time to put, you know, literally put money behind. We amount it. It right. was much easier. And indeed, you work in the space even more closely than I do to tell who was serious and who was pretending. And in a way, it did you a favor. You didn't have to go through like a thousand different prospects. Absolutely. You were like, oh, God, you already put aside the 900 who I don't even need to spend my time and resources talking to and separated the hundred or so that now I can say, these are the ones I'm going to talk to. I mean, is that what you kind of discovered? I know that's what happened with us at Black Enterprise. We literally was like, you know what? This prospect list, we don't have enough time and resources to yeah. talk to all these people anyway. Right. Let's just talk to the ones we know are, yeah. who are, are really trying to do this. And it was a big turning point in terms of um, coming through the pandemic and out of the pandemic. I mean, you hit it right on the head, Alfred, because the reality was, I did not, you know, I mean, of course, we, when we're in business, we're pitching and, you know, talking to different clients, you know, some of these are, you know, cold calls, some of these are warm leads or whatever you want to call it, like sales. But the reality was I went to those that I already had relationship with. Mm -hmm. And that's why relationships matter so much, um, because I went to those that I had already done work with that knew, you know, my commitment, my, you know, my history in, in, in business. And, you know, I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing something bigger that will have a huge impact on black businesses. You all know what's going on right now. I did my research. I got the numbers. I created a pitch deck and I was able to have those conversations and it really opened the door to have a deeper conversation because you, we all know the sponsorship game um, and the corporate, you know, partnership game, you know, especially for African-Americans, you know, our, our minority multicultural budget is very limited, right? But I said, you know, as an entrepreneur, I work my off for the last 15 years. Whether I'm asking for $100,000 or a million dollars, the work is still the same. And so at, at this point, I got nothing to lose. I got 10 years in the game. You know, I deserve to, to level up this business and I can make this ass because I know that it's possible. And so when I went and I launched this $10 million fund, you know, my ask was a million dollars. I was like, listen, I need money. And so I just went to those and had conversations with people that were serious. And that's how we, you know, got our first $2 million investment. Wow. Well, we're going to stick it right there because it's $10 million fund, but it's not just the fund. As you know, it's not just about capital. Um, yeah. We want to come back. We want to talk about Boss Business University. We want to talk about the SAGE Invest in Progress grant program. And as we go deeper into our conversation, talk about ways that both existing entrepreneurs and new entrepreneurs can engage with the Boss Network. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm here, Alfred Emmett Jr. with DC Marshall. We're here with the one and only Boss Network founder and leader, Dr. Kamika Smith, and we will be right back. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network 
an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life, and we are back. And so before we went to the break, Kamika, you know, so much of what you said was so, um, such a powerful story, a curriculum of sorts, a best Mm -hmm. practice, a case study, and that is from a number of different perspectives, the tenacity of Black people, of our people, of our culture, um, of Black women, of women, but Black women, but also people of faith. The fact that we were at the beginning of uh, disruption in the earth, right, with regard to the pandemic. And I love what you said about really just um, doing an, an environmental scan, like looking at, you know, what you have, what you've done, and Uh, what you needed to do to survive. And what I love about your story is you leverage your platform, your network, your experience, your everything to, to serve other people. And what a lot of people don't understand, so I'd love to hear you chime in on this, what a lot of people don't understand about in business is when you help enough people get what they want, Mm -hmm. you get what you want. And I think people don't get that because I'm listening to your story and the shift because I feel like this is probably boss. I'm thinking, wait, is this Kamika's boss 2.0 or 3.0? Like there's been iterations. And probably 3.0. 3.0. This is your 3.0. And the fact that you said, you know what? I really want to help others. And that is what we should do and how it is that as you give and you're funding and you're seeding other businesses, this is a social impact play. So talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that in terms of you supporting other businesses and then some of the other ways that you're supporting businesses with the resources, um, with other platforms, with other, um, I'm gonna say entry points for your entire platform and community. So before I get there, it was a lot of people asked me during that time, you know, how were Black entrepreneurs doing during COVID? 
And I said, from my conversations, yes, there was an aspect around the financial, but I feel like a lot of us thrived during that season. And as you, as Alfred mentioned, a lot of entrepreneurs actually decided to become entrepreneurs during the pandemic as well. Because one thing about our community, um, our ancestors, we're used to being under pressure. <laughs> we're used to having to show up when things get tough. And so, you know, it is not by chance that we are thriving as entrepreneurs, as a segment in this country, because we're used to having a foot on our neck. You know, that's how we do things the best. And so for me, that just drives me to want to do more. And, and you also mentioned the servant part, because I consider myself a servant leader. And I truly believe that my blessing comes from blessing others. And God told me a long time ago, through my fasting and praying, that if I just trusted and I believed in him and I followed the vision that he had for me, that he would take care of me. And he has not disappointed me in any way. Um, and so I do believe that, you know, my community's growth has been my growth. And the more I support them, the more I see myself growing. And it has been an amazing um, sisterhood of sorts, you know, with these thousands of women, just to see them be successful and to see what they have done. And sometimes I think back, you know, historically, like, wow, if I did not start the Boss Network 15 years ago, if that did not follow the path that God had for me and was obedient to the call, how many women would have missed out on being entrepreneurs or even believing in themselves because of me not, you know, staying true to what I, who I am. And I do believe that our dreams are all connected. So when we get up in the morning and do what God has called us to do, that gives other people opportunity to do what they're called to do from seeing what you're doing. So I just say that to you say that I think that's really important, you know, but the Boss Impact Fund and the reason I call it an impact fund, because I was very clear that I wanted to make sure that we had impact and we were not just, you know, throwing out grants. You know, I saw a lot of people just, you know, putting out grant money, um, and, and not really having real investment in these entrepreneurs, because as you all know, the money part is just the beginning. You know, if you don't know how to manage your money, money is a mindset, right? If you don't know how to scale, you're not going to grow, you know? And so we knew that it was important to add the mentorship, add the coaching. And so we created, you know, additional partnerships with brands like JP Morgan Chase, AT&T, um, who allowed, allowed us to leverage their resources. Because again, I'm still a small business, right? And so our first round of grants, we got over 15,000 applications in 30 days. Oh um, and right. And so that showed you the huge need. And yeah. we only had 35 grants to give away at that point. Well, actually 25, but we added 10 more because we saw that there was a huge need there. Um, but, you know, I had a conversation with one of my grant winners the other day. And, you know, she was talking about once she got the grant, how she felt um, overwhelmed and she kind of hid. And that happens to a lot of us, right? Once we see the success that we want, we get a little afraid. And I said, now, this is not the time to get afraid. This is the time to boss up, you know, because it is not by chance that you out of 12,500 people got this grant, you know? So you got to believe in yourself and be your biggest cheerleader. And it is because of people like DC Marshall, people like Alfred Edmund, who I went to for wise counsel during this journey that allowed me to be able to believe in myself even more. We need a community, we need support. And so, you know, that's super important. And that's what we're offering, you know, this kind of like holistic approach with the Boss Impact Fund. You know, um, Kamika, I, I'm currently serving as one of the uh, mentors for Burrell's Black Ambition Program. And we're, they're trying to accomplish, underscores what you just said. When you talk about wealth creation, you know, there's this mythology of the lone, you know, kind of genius, rule breaker who you know breaks through and does something different but the reality is that wealth creation communities are in fact communities there are people sharing resources ideas and solutions and one of the reasons i've always admired you and i'm sure d feels the same way since we've known you since the beginning of your journey 
Um, I want to restate something else that you said earlier, kind of as matter of fact, but I want to underscore it. Boss Network not only was one of the original Black women entrepreneurial networks, it spawned other networks either directly or inspired the creation. So yeah, in 2022, you know, you can go to any state in the union practically and find um, a, a group of Black women entrepreneurial networks. But you got to understand back 15 years ago, you know, so when you talk about, you know, being a servant leader and creating the sense of community, it was not just supporting the creation of other businesses. It was reinforcing this idea that we can go a lot further together and in collaboration. And so the Boss Network is really kind of a foundational network for something that we take for granted today, that we, we just say, yeah, of course, I'm a member of this, I'm a member of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I go to these meetings, and I go to these conferences, especially you see it on social media, on Instagram, every other day there's, every other day, right. you know, yeah. but, but wow. Boss Network really was, was a pioneer. And I'm speaking as, you know, a veteran of Black Enterprise. This is what we do. We, we study these trends. And so this idea of that, it takes community to build wealth. Yes. And that, yes, you can get the grant, you can get the loan, you can even get the investment. But the mm -hmm. real thing that Black women in particular and Black people in general have been locked out of is these networks. Yes. If you can get into the network, the money, yep. you'll get money. Yep, right. There was money out there. It's that right. fact we've been excluded from these networks and conversations. And I know, you know, Dee, with your work with Diverse and Engaged, and even beyond Diverse and Engaged, Dee has been doing nothing but like knocking down barriers and tunneling yes. here and, and, and connecting the dots there you know, to empower this particular group of women of color entrepreneurs. And, and, and let's, so let's talk about that, Alfred, because let's be real. The culture that we live in in America kind of has put Black people in a position to where they wanted us to be the one and only, right? In mm -hmm. corporate America, there could be the token Black person, right? When mm -hmm. it comes to being successful business owners, there could only be one. And so it was this idea of like, you know, I got to make it for me and mine um, because that's just how the, the community and the world kind of pushed us. And so for me, it felt like, you know what? I saw within my church the power of community and the power of working together and the power of supporting. And so I wanted to create something that was similar. And then, of course, my college experiences watching, you know, sororities and fraternities, the Greek culture, that spawned me and inspired me as well. And so I knew the importance of working together. And I've seen it, like you said, just kind of expound because it, it didn't exist when I started it. You know, there was Black Enterprise the National Urban League, you know, and a few other historical brands that were creating communities for, for Black people, but there was not these individual brands popping up, showing support, and, and that's what I wanted to create. So I appreciate that um, because, yeah, it, it was something that I felt like was important, especially for my particular age group. And um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. I'll just anchor in what you created, because I am thinking about what Alfred just mentioned. And I think even some of the relationships that people have now, mm -hmm. how did they come to know and meet? And I think about years ago, like where I would have been at a boss event and such. So you have done such an amazing job. And you know what? You've done an amazing job of being a good steward of yes. God's resources. And so I was actually thinking about what you said, Alfred, um, about 
Kamika about Dr. Smith and a pioneer of sorts, right? And I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, yeah, I think so. And also not just what you said, but also in creating spaces for us to have a global network, Kamika, mm. a national network where mm. Kamika could be in Chicago, I could be based in New York Metro. And I'm thinking about when I might've been on a panel or connected in DC and probably Doreen who's in Virginia. And so so yeah, it's yes, what Alfred said about what you created, but also you created um, and contributed to our national network. Like we have a sister girl, we have a solid sister girl network Absolutely. of black women who are doing a darn thing and we support each other. And mm -hmm. so now I will say not everybody plays at the same level, but I think we're responsible in supporting that. And what yeah. I mean by that is because uh, Dr. Kamika and I, we've shared the same partners and sponsors. We do big business with corporate. Yes. And we yeah. literally will get on planes, trains, and automobiles to support each other. We have. And so, Kamika, that's why you earn this, right? Mm. You deserve it. So for the big brands who invested to fund your $10 million fund, oh, no, you are you work for that. So if people, people don't understand, we had been prior to the pandemic already doing deals with big brands. We were already doing deals with Fortune 10. So mm -hmm. I really just wanted to also amplify the, the, the platform and the community that you created for relationships that even I probably have, because I went to either speak or support you. And then, oh yeah, I probably met her at some event. Oh, it's probably Kamika's event. Right. And then the <laughs> last part of, and I'm going to share this because this is a uh, gem, Jewel. I remember getting on a plane, going to California because I was going to be close by, probably like in Vegas somewhere, like, oh, I'm going to swing over here because right. you were having an event on the West Coast. You were expanding. You had an mm -hmm. event on the West Coast. And I want to shake, I'm going to say this and then I'll back out of it. What people need to know, I wasn't on the agenda when I had been speaking, and I'm saying this because Alfred is amping me up, not in his head, because yeah. he knows how these things go. Certain right. people show up if they could be on the agenda, if right. they could be on the program, if yeah. you could fluff them up, build them up. But I remember swinging by just to support you. Just to support your LA. It was just a support. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna mm -hmm. pop over here and then I'm gonna get back on this plane. And that's why you deserve this. That's why you are called to all of the women you are funding, you are developing. Mm -hmm. That's why you can, you know, reach out to Alfred um, or others and have them support. So anyway, I just wanted to add that. I mean, okay. what do you want to yeah. share? This is our last segment. And I mean, I just wanted to get that down here. And so people know, listen, when you see all of us doing business with the big brands, we have always all supported each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and and all I'm going to add is the reason I'm so excited about what Dee said, and, I, and I've, I, I just said this recently um, at an event, I just spoke at an event in um, DC at the Black Blockchain Summit. I said, I remember yeah. who shows up at the event just to be at the event because they really value the event and the, and, and the organization and who will only show up. Mm -hmm. If they're going to be on the panel or if they're going to be a speaker, oh, you're getting the award. And I like, I don't trust the expertise. I don't trust the heart. I don't trust the intentions of the people who will only show up if they're speaking or getting an award. Yeah. That, because either you believe yeah. in the mission and the efforts of Boss Network, you know, mm -hmm. age, that's right. That's right. You know, the Black Enterprise Entrepreneur right. Summit or whatever, either you believe in it. Right. Or you're just trying to exploit it and profit from it. Absolutely. I'll, ex I'll accept that from maybe a corporate sponsor. I understand right. they're not always in it for the right reasons. 
Right. You, we are supposed to actually be pouring into one another because that's mm -hmm. when God's purpose is manifested. But those type I'm of intentions, that's one of those areas I can get real petty. Yeah, no, but the reality is those type of intentions, it always comes to light. Yes. You know, yeah. those people, you know, especially when you do what we do, because we're in contact. I mean, the discernment is strong. We're believers. Right. Yeah. So you can see who's real and who's, you know, who's fake in simple words. And so for me, it's always been, I trust my spirit. I trust the discernment, but I also know that I have a job to do. So, you know, serving black women, people told me very early, that's going to be a hard job. Black women is black women that, and I'm saying like, that ain't me. That's not my spirit. And so I know that I'm going to attract the type of women that I am. And that's what I've done. I had a friend who recently asked me, he was like, you know, you don't have a lot of like drama going on in your network. And I'm like, what for what <laughs> we're about business over here right. you know and i'm like i'm real clear on that i mean i was 29 years old when i started boss and i sent a new newsletter to my team and to my network letting them know like this is about business we're not posting things about relationships y'all can talk about that at another network yeah. we are talking about business we're talking about growing investing in each other and supporting each other and that's what i wanted to do and so those type of people who are drawn to that seriousness and really want to grow they will stick by you and those that are just there for the pictures or for the whatever i mean they're not going to be around in the long run so yeah what, what does it say the the weakness hero will separate itself <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah we're in our final segments we i don't want to lose the opportunity for those in our audience who either are already entrepreneurs but have never been plugged into the boss network or they're new entrepreneurs and they want to start out you know being part of a support um, resource that can be a value to them what's the best way for people to engage with the boss network and the things that you're doing now um, you know, again, post pandemic and, you know, Dee and I are so proud of you again, you know, we, we talked, you and I talked during the pandemic, we went through, we all went through changes during the pandemic, like everyone else, but you're because of your family. So we could talk about, yeah, girl, this happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, me, yes. This happened. When my mom passed, you know, mm -hmm. Dee reached out to me, like it's, it's, it's family here. Yeah. It's family. So, um, here. I can always call on either one of you all for just advice and support. And that means a lot. Like you, you know, who's really with you. Um, shout out to my good friend, Tiffany Aliche. You know, she had a traumatic experience this year, but she still sent me wind chimes and honor my mother, even through her grieving. That's leadership. That's love. That's community. You know, and way you reached out to me when our founder Earl Grace passed away during the pandemic. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. you could have been like, that's, you know, okay, whatever. No, you're like, no, I know who that is and why that. Yeah, I mean, you pioneer, you know, I've seen the old school pictures of you with Black Enterprise. You know, I know you've been there since day one. <laughs> So, you know, like, so when you care about people, what matters to them matters to you, you know, and that's what I learned when I had a mentor of mine ask me, you know, how you doing? And I started talking about boss. She said, pause. I asked, how are you doing? You know, and so I love the fact that the people that I, you know, because when you're leaders, you're, you're like one track minded, right? But you can also get lost in that. And so I'm trying to really kind of like dismantle that hustle culture, even for myself, because I also in pursuit of success, I deserve pursuit of happiness, right? And in pursuit of joy and pursuit of peace and pursuit of rest. And so in this season of my life, I'm trying to incorporate all those things um, because the, the success really means nothing if you're not, you know, really good here at the core. Um, and so, you know, I-, I hey, That was another way God was in our ear during that pandemic. Yeah. Put all that stuff down and was like- Yeah. And those who were listening or looking with that third eye, we understood what was happening. Um, mm. I wish more of us would have. I thought it would be a, a huge change, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, everybody doesn't, you know, get it. But the reality is we have to lean into those. And then we also have to support our leaders. I think that because I've just seen a lot of 
tragedy happen around leaders. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm reminded too much is given, much is required. Yeah. And so I love that, you know, we have this community. I feel like there's a group of us that have watched each other grow over these last 15 years yes. that yes. really truly care about each other and not the brands that we built. And yeah. that's important right? Because we know outside of our community, that's what's happening. You know, the deals are made at the golf course. The deals are made at, you know, at the cigar bar. They're not made in boardrooms. Mm -hmm. And so, because people really care and invest in the person, not the business. And so I really love that I have a community that values who I am as a person and as a leader and, you know, wants to see me win in life, not just in business. I love it. I love it. Listen, so did you share um, as we close out, as we wrap um, for this final minute, where uh, people can find you, what you want us to, yes. to know and do with either the Impact Fund, Boss on Campus, anything, we got a, you got a minute to give it to them and whatever you want us to know. All right, Alfred, here's my elevator pitch. Okay, so here we go. Um, I want to invite everyone to become members of the Boss Network because we're doing incredible things for Black women. We have the Boss Impact Fund and our second round of grants will launch on January, um, the middle of January. And this year to close out, we will be partnering with JP Morgan Chase to give out um, some grants through our launch summit. So, I mean, we're doing incredible things around investing and also um, supporting through mentorship and coaching. So I invite them to, you know, follow the bossnetwork.org and, and get engaged because I'm very clear. I invest in those that invest in me. You know, we open it up to everyone, but I really want to support those women that have been riding this with me for a long time. Um, and so, of course, with our grant program that we had, we invested in about 35 women. Maybe 10 of those women were members of the Boss Network, but the other 25 were just women who applied. And, you know, I'm here for everything, just as long as it's Black. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that's bossnetwork.org. Don't forget it. Yes. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. What a show. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. What an awesome interview, Alfred, with Kamika Smith. You know I'm always inspired by Black women and entrepreneurship business ownership, growth, that like there was a growth story with Kamika. There was a, a come up story. Uh, and then what I love, we didn't talk a whole lot about it, but she's a solid woman of faith. So there's oh, yeah. a faith elements. So there was just so much that was so rich. And I know anybody plugged in should be inspired and encouraged if you are um, have an entrepreneurial spirit. You, there's so many elements of inspiration of being a parent and you know, doing the best for your kids and how you inspire, you, you know, your kids, kids inspire you around business. So it was such an awesome interview, the Boss Network, the founder and CEO, and how it is that she is supporting other businesses. What'd you think? Well, first of all, when, when you're a powerful woman of God and you are that, and Kamika is, you really, really have to talk about it. Like, <laughs> we didn't have to talk about it. It's so obvious that it, it speaks for itself and that's true for you and it's definitely true for Kamika. Um, so yeah, everything you said, I mean, this is a show and we know that our mission is to bless our audience with every show and every guest, but we can rest assured, we can go to sleep on our pillows tonight knowing yep. people will be blessed by this show and by yeah. um, what Dr. Kamika Smith is doing and what she says and what she represents. But listen, you can catch this show and every show for Be Lifted Up Radio by going to BeLiftedUpRadio.com. Um, you can also follow us on all the social platforms at B, the letter B, Lifted Up Radio on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, and you know, stay 
in tune and in touch with us. You're listening to Be Lifted Up Radio, your guide to living an abundant life. Thanks for joining us. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. 